This program is rated D for dog. It contains sniffing, scratching, and doggy themes. Welcome to Top Dog Podcast. I'm Katja. Hello, I'm Adrian. You have come to the right place. Because it's all about dogs and maybe all about you as well. In general, about people who live with or for dogs. So what's on the plate today, Katja? A barking bird is not a dog. And a flying dog is not a bird. I'm busy working in the best company of the world. And want a dog. What do I do? Do not fret. Your boss will help you. He is smart. He can read my mind. And is not a spider. And it is not the boss. It is my top dog. But first, the odd spot, which are stories that we dig up that make you laugh, cry or amaze. Adrian, what did you find? Now, I've got an uplifting story this time, and it's, it's about Griffin. Griffin is a Rottweiler in Australia, in the state of Queensland. And he got diagnosed uh, in December 2017 with cancer. Oh. I know this is not uplifting, but hang on, hang on. They diagnosed 11 tumors. It's a so-called T-cell lymphoma cancer. And it's a very dangerous cancer. And the vet said he only has three months to live. So it's more or less a death oh. sentence. Yeah, it's a death sentence for sure. Well, at least this said vet Dr. Annika Oxa from the University in Queensland. And the owner of Griffin, Adam Johnson, of course, he was devastated and he was ready to do anything to save the dog. So they thought, now we're not doing chemotherapy. And uh, Adam Johnson enrolled Griffin in a medical trial using immunotherapy treatment. And this is designed to wake up the dog's own immune system. So they remove the tumor or part of it, mix it with the chemical solution and injected it back into the dog as a vaccine. And they did this for a number of months, I think about eight weeks, two months. And then they all hoped, of course, that the dog's own immune system will recognize the cancer and will start to fight it off. And guess what? After eight weeks, no lumps left. And it came as a big, big surprise. And Griffin is still today alive after two years, doing well. And uh, it's not a, a, a new thing because trials have been done before with a number of dogs and they all responded well because it was expected that they would. But with Griffin, it was an exception because he really was so, so, so sick. Now, scientists hope to expand the research into human trials for similar cancer in years to come. And they believe that Pet dogs are much better research models than, than lab mice because dogs, they share our lives, they drink the same water, they breathe the same air and uh, diseases occur naturally like ours as opposed to being introduced artificially in lab mice. And we also have more common with dogs biologically than we do with mice. And cancer is often caused by the same genetic mutations in both species. So good news actually, Katja. Well, after your sad start, I was a little bit worried, <laughs> but this is great news. And yeah, it would be awesome if that would also go into human trials and would actually be working for humans. Amazing. Yeah. So what's your story? All right. So this one is more cute than anything. 
you may remember we talked with many from the Dog House, which is a cafe for dogs where you can relax and have a cappuccino or a, a sorry, dogachino. Yeah. I discovered there is a cafe in Tokyo that offers a venue for other, hmm, let's call them special or unusual dogs to meet. Because every Sunday at the Penguin Cafe, you can go with your robot dog to meet other robot dogs and their owners. Wow. To charge the battery or what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, maybe they've got different currency flows or something. I have no idea. <laughs> um, different batteries to recharge. And uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a fun place. So this has been happening since November 2018, just a few months after the owner of the cafe, his name is Noboshilo Futaba, he bought his own Abel. And, uh, well, one of the questions is, of course, why would you go for a robot dog rather than a real dog? And the guests have said, well, some of the reasons are fairly obvious, like a lack of room, um, working long hours, and well, also the concern that the Dogs barking may upset the neighbors or may annoy the neighbors. But one specific reason seemed to have crept up most of the time, which was that the... They don't have to pick up the poo. <laughs> yes, they don't pick up poo. Well, I have another solution. Apparently, there's a robot that picks up dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> maybe talk about that some other time. Okay. <laughs> um, so the one of the reasons that seemed to creep up the most is that robot dog owners were scared that they're not able to cope with the passing of their beloved pet. And I do understand that. I myself was traumatized into not getting a new dog for many, 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 many years. So I do really wish for the robot dog owners that the robot dog doesn't break. Yes. Because they do have this puppy dog look eye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can only hope that they're well made and don't don't have an expiry date. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it will be still the same problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, can you mention that fixing a robot dog is probably cheaper than taking your dog to a vet and being uh, hit with a hefty bill? Well, yeah, I hope they have enough spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're busy. You work for a great companies, so or you love being busy, you love working there, which also means that you don't have that much time for a dog, but you want a dog. You, you would love to have a puppy or a rescue dog, let's say a puppy. But that's, that's the problem, because if you do have a puppy, then you need time to introduce that new dog to your home, to your, yourself. So you, you need a few days, because the first few days are very important. Yes, I guess that's the same with babies. You know, your routine changes. You have to, you know, change their house to be baby and child proof and all this sort of stuff. So that's why maternity and paternity leave are really great. That's true. And exactly that exists too. A similar model has been adapted by a company. It's called Poternity. And this company's name is Brew Dog. It's a brewery from Scotland. They have businesses all over the world and even one in Brisbane in Australia. And I had a chat with the head of Brew Dog in Brisbane, Calvin MacDonald. Hello, Calvin. Hi, Adrian. How's it going? 
I'm fine, thank you. Now, Kelvin, I wrote you an email saying that we meet people who do amazing things for and with dogs. Now, you're actually going a level higher because you do an amazing thing exactly for these people that do amazing things for and with dogs. Uh, you offer your staff the so-called paternity leave scheme, some, some sort of a puppy leave, as I understand. Tell us what that actually means. Yeah, that's quite right. So we call it paternity leave. And basically, it's an extra week of annual leave on top of what we already offer for anyone who adopts a young uh, puppy or, or a new dog. Really, it's just our way of uh, giving back to our, our amazing employees um, an extra level of you know, care for them in order to let them go home and uh, care for their new, their new arrival. So is it actually, do you do that because, uh, because of your love for dogs or human kindness? I think it's a little bit of everything. So we were, we were a Scottish brewery, for, for those who, who don't know, and we were founded back in, in 2007 by, by two guys who loved to brew beer with their, with their dog, who was a, a chocolate lab called Bracken. And hence the name BrewDog, because really it was, it was all about brewing and their love for their dog. And as we've developed as a company, one thing that's maintained uh, strong for us is that we're a very, very dog-friendly company. So if you head to our headquarters in, in a small town called Ellen in the northeast of uh, Scotland, then it's the most dog-friendly workplace I've ever seen. There's barely a dog, uh, sorry, a, barely a, a desk in their entire office that doesn't have a dog at least a little bit near, nearby it. So we've always been a very dog-friendly employer. And when we go you know, to that next level of saying, how can we be the best employer in the world? One of the things that has actually come up for us in, in the UK was um, the manager of, of our bar in Aberdeen wanted to adopt a puppy, but didn't really feel comfortable about taking a week off work. He didn't want to use a, a week of annual leave, but at the same time, he didn't want to, you know, you know, to get the puppy and, and leave out of home. So the owner of the company heard this and thought, hey, that's a great idea. Why don't we offer paternity leave? It, you know, it's a great way of looking after our, our valued staff, but also a great way of looking after um, the pets that, that we love so much. So really, it just ticks all the boxes for us. Now, I assume that your company offers paternity and maternity leave as well. Now, let's assume I'm not married, I don't have children, I don't want children, I don't love dogs, I still work for your company. What would be my benefits? Uh, would I be discriminated because I can't take paternity leave nor paternity leave? <laughs> So from my perspective, um, you know, what's, what's good for the bee is, is good for the hive. And I think that when you work in a, a, a workplace full of really engaged and motivated colleagues, and that has its benefits for you. You hear people up and down the country, world, worldwide, who hate going into work. They don't like their colleagues. They don't think it's a good workplace environment. So even if you're not a dog fan, even if you're not a child fan, coming to work and having your colleagues constantly motivated and happy then has a knock back to you as this is a much nicer place to work. Obviously, as with any benefit that an employer offers, it's not going to have 100% uptake. It's not going to appeal to everyone. And that's absolutely fine. We're not forcing people to come in and adopt dogs here. That's absolutely not it. What we just want to do is just add something a bit novel, a bit unusual, but something that shows our employees how much we, we do value them. And uh, in this case, um, the fraternity has been really well received, I'm, I'm happy to say. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I assume you can take your dog to the office, is that right? Yeah, you can. So if you have um, a desk-based job, it's obviously a bit easier than if you're a brewer or if you're working in one of our bars. But broadly, we do have a, a, pro, a pro-puppy policy in the office uh, within reason, yeah. Right. Also, I can't take it to the brewery. Is that because you fear that the dog might drink all the beer? 
<laughs> it's not happened yet, but let's not let's not leave it to chance. Okay, good. Now, what's the feedback of your staff? I mean, how do they react to that? I mean, they're really, really, um, you know, surprised, happy, and and really pleased pleased about it. So, in the UK, where we've existed as a company for longer, we've had good uptake, and we've especially had good uptake of it in the United States, where we also have a brewery. And in the United States, employee rights are, are really not what they are in in the UK or, or Australia. So there because it's something that just no one else offers. I mean, it's hard to get annual leave in the States, let alone an extra week of annual leave for paternity. And um, the uptake there has been really, really good. Um, like, we've had plenty of employees really, you know, stoked to be able to take that, that week of annual leave. But also, let's face it, at the end of the day, it's about helping the dogs feel welcome in its new environment and, and helping you get, get to know it and settle in well. And for us, that's the uh, the number one most important thing and it's great that so many of our staff have decided to exercise that option. Now if I was a really great big dog lover how many times can I take paternity leave? Just once. I think I think that you know it's, it's, it's a gesture from us to our employees. We want um, them to to be able to adopt a dog and, and welcome it in, in good time but at the same time you know we, right. <laughs> we think that one is a, a, a one-off situation is still a, a pretty good deal right how do i prove that i do adopt or get a new puppy do i have to bring it in or do you just believe me i would i would like to think that i, I trust all of my employees here in australia certainly and our, our various heads of departments would worldwide um if there was any doubt at all i'm absolutely sure we would uh get the puppy in and uh, everyone in the bar or the brewery would love to meet it but um, fortunately we've got a good team and I don't think anyone will be uh, will be fabricating a dog Right, so you're actually the head of BrewDog Australia Have you, take, yeah, correct, have you yeah. taken yourself uh, a paternity leave already? Or are well, you going well, to? You know what, I, I haven't because I'm, I'm really on the move, I've lived in, in Scotland I've lived in London and now I'm here in, in, uh, in Brisbane so I've never had a, a steady enough um, kind of personal personal life to, to look at that. But now that it looks like I'll be here in, in Brisbane for the long haul, then yeah, it's certainly something that, that I'll be looking at. In a maybe distant future, would you like to have a dog yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So make sure you're still with the company so you can get, <laughs> yeah, get a exactly. week Now, good, good news is that uh, it doesn't look like I'll be leaving soon. So uh, <laughs> fingers great. crossed. Great to hear. Now, you said something like you want to be the best company... In the world, yeah. In yeah. the so world. Now, now we actually operate uh, bars in around about 20 countries. We've got breweries in four countries. Um, so, yeah, we look at things from a, from a worldwide perspective now. So, yeah, yeah, we would like to be the best employer in the world, that's right. for sure. Okay. Now, this paternity leave is sort of a big step forward, I would say. Uh, what's the next step to become the best company in the world? I mean, that's, that's a very good question. We do um, offer plenty of um, expanded benefits. So I was lucky enough, um, after I'd worked for us for five years, to take a, a four-week paid sabbatical. I also get 36 days annual leave a year. That's before um, puppy leave even comes into effect, which is, is pretty, um, pretty leading in terms of breweries and hospitality companies. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, all, there's always something we can do, and, and we're an innovative company, so I'm sure that the next thing won't be, won't be too far off. Right. Can I suggest something here? Absolutely. Since you, since you are offering paternity leave, when the puppy dies, unfortunately, or the dog, would I be able to get a pet bereavement leave? Do you know what? That is something that absolutely exists already. Um, not in explicit terms, but we're um, a very you know, uh, sympathetic company when it comes to compassionate leave. And it's done on a case-by-case basis, and, and you're right, maybe it's time for us to write a policy. But that thing has happened to, to, to staff members of mine 
numerous times over the, the, the amount of time I've been a manager of a Brewdog. And that whenever someone's come to me, we've always been very sympathetic about it. And there's, it's never been a problem to give them a couple of days off to, to, to reflect and, and um, yeah, kind of deal, deal with, deal with their, their unfortunate loss. Now, you said in the beginning that uh, you don't have to be a dog lover in order to work for your great company. Uh, so this is not a question in the selection criteria. Are you a dog lover? Do you like dogs? <laughs> Not, not at all. So it, it is um, a, a slightly, uh, slightly interesting one in terms of the pro dog focus that, that brew dog has. But certainly, there, there is no obligation to like dogs to get on with dogs. Um, you can be a perfectly, um, you know, thriving member member of our workforce uh, while not being a dog fan, as of course some people aren't. Um, but I would say it, it probably does does help to, to, mm. to get along with, uh, with, with puppies. Okay, great. Now, Kelvin, you sound like a I mean, your company and you yourself as well, of course, sound like big uh, human lovers and dog lovers. Thank you very much and thanks for your time to talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Adrian. Absolute pleasure. That was Calvin MacDonald, head of BrewDog Brisbane, about Paul Turnity. What a great idea. I love it. That's so awesome. And we don't want to discriminate against cats. Maybe there is even a model for cats out there, paternity or fraternity. Or rather paternity, fraternity sounds more like fertility. And I think then you need time <laughs> off before. <laughs> oh, gosh. Our next segment is My Top Dog, where we meet people with lovely dogs that improve their life. Adrian, even though you don't live near the beach, you went for a walk on the beach and you happened to bump into Josh. That's right. On the beach, you always bump into dog owners. That's right. His name was Josh and his dog was Kobe. And they really have a strong bond, these two. And Josh thinks, and he might be right, that Kobe is the best dog in the world. This is Kobe. He's a working lion German Shepherd. Not, he's not he's not massive but he's a good size um, and he's three years old three years to me he looks like a puppy still yeah. he's play, very playful yeah yeah well we haven't been to the beach this summer yet it's the first day um, so he's very excited I think and uh, when did you get him how old was he when you got him uh, I got him as a puppy he was 12 13 weeks um, very quiet very shy um, small little thing and he turned out to be a bit of a monster <laughs> <laughs> in what regard um, just he's got a lot of energy um, and yeah it's just extremely playful extremely confident um, smart very smart how does he show his smartness one thing he um, we've got um, door handles and all in our house and he's learned just from trial and error how to stand up on his two legs and open the door just walk backwards with it open it and walk through so we can't close any doors around him <laughs> we're gonna have to get some doorknobs um, other than that, he knows a lot, bunch of tricks. Um, yeah, he's just, just a, a smart dog. Knows exactly what I'm thinking. What is he hearing now? What you are thinking? Oh, I've got no idea what he's doing. To be honest, <laughs> he's trying to bury his ball. Yeah. What does he mean to you? What does a dog mean to you? And why do you have a dog? Well, I've always had dogs. Um, I used to have a, a retriever Labrador um, when I was a kid, and this is like my f like he was a family dog, and this is like my first independent dog. Um, so it means a lot to me. Like just, um, it's always, always there. He's sleeping um, at the end of my bed. 
Um, he's always around, he's always always watching me, always keeping me company. We go on a lot of adventures together. He's pretty much a, a best friend of mine. Are you around him all day or is he yeah, around he, you all day? He follows me all around all day, yeah. Other than when I'm at work, but um, he's waiting for me to come home. So he's on his own when you're at work? Uh, we've actually got another little dog, um, but it's a little Shih Tzu Maltese. They, they, they sit together all day, best friends. And there was just another dog coming and sniffing at the microphone. So does he get along well with other dogs? If it's, a, if it's a little annoying dog that's bugging him, he'll give him a nice growl. But he's, he's normally quite friendly to dogs as long as they don't uh, annoy him too much. Mm. I approached you and I started talking to you because you've got a dog. I probably wouldn't have approached you without a dog. But do you think this is an advantage, having a dog? Is your social life richer because of that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm outdoors more often, I would say, um, more adventurous, I like doing hikes with him. Um, and just general, I think it just it makes people happier to have a companion with them. Do you think you will live longer because you have him? I've actually, I actually heard a statistic recently that um, people um, live longer, um, like 20% longer if they had a dog or something like that. So I can understand why, I can understand it makes you, you know, you have to walk the dog, you have to get up in the morning, you have to feed them keeps your mind busy, it's a lot of work, there's also a lot of reward, so it makes you a happier person. He's a German Shepherd, and many people are scared of German yeah. Shepherds, well he's not a big one, so he's okay, but mm -hmm. do you come across people that are sort of avoid you because yeah. of the dog? At, at that local park everybody kind of knows him, because we've been going there since he was a puppy, um, but sometimes I'll be walking down the street and people with their little tiny dogs will cross the road, or mm. they'll get nervous when he comes around. But. Uh, I've accepted it. I mean, there's a lot of stigmas to a lot of different dogs, like well, staffies and pit bulls and stuff like yeah. that. But I think it all, it's all dependent on the dog. It's not, it's not the breed. So, um, yeah, I just have to accept it. I mean, people are scared for their own reasons. Yeah. Some people are scared of spiders. So. <laughs> Josh and his German Shepherd, Kobe. And now for something really special... Adrian, you wrote a book and you turned it into, well, actually more than an audio book. It's more like a radio play. Yeah, that's true. It's called Pirate, the Barking Kookaburra. And Kookaburra is an Australian bird. Now you might ask, what has a bird got to do with dogs? But hang on, it, a lot, because in that story, the bird turns nearly into a dog. Sounds a bit weird, but it is true. And it's based on a true story, actually. So, as you said, I turned it into an audiobook. There's lots of voices by actors. There's lots of music, beautiful music, and lots of sound effects. So it's like a radio play. The synopsis, Pirate is a lost kookaburra. He befriends a colorful bunch of dogs and a cat. His sense of fun turns their life upside down and at the same time the dog's survival skills and the cat's wisdom take Pirate on a journey that changes his life forever. I am really curious now, Adrian, and for all you out there, you're in for a treat because from today we will play a chapter in every episode for the whole year. Wow. <laughs>
thunderstorm had just passed over the little farmhouse. You could still hear a faint thunder rolling up the valley of Tantraboo. The rain had dumped lots of water onto the backyard with its tiny vegetable patch and dozens of flower pots. The vegetables and the flowers, weighed down by heavy water drops, looked sad, as if they were crying. But soon they would suck in the water, stand up straight again and look more beautiful than ever before. Not so the little bird standing between the lettuce and the carrots. It was soaked its feathers pointing away from its shivering body like crooked needles. What the bloomin' tail is it, mate? Buddha asked. Buddha was the cat who knew almost everything. He knew instantly what kind of baby bird it was he was looking at, but he pretended not to know because he wanted to tease the dogs. The dogs would not know the answer. Buddha knew that. In his opinion, dogs knew nothing, and they definitely were stupid. I don't know, Hoover answered. Hoover was the neighbour's dog. But it looks like lunch to me, he quickly added, and leapt forward, his mouth wide open. Just before his fat paws would crush the little bird, Ajax unexpectedly made a dart for the bird, picked it up and threw it into the air. It's a great toy. Ajax was the other neighbour's dog. He wagged his tail, swayed his bottom back and forth, ready to jump and catching the bird mid-air. Ajax was not aware of Steltzer sneaking up on him from behind. Steltzer was the dog who belonged to the farm, like Buddha the cat. She placed her big paw on Ajax's tail as he jumped. Ouch! He yelped and fell flat onto his snout. It is not lunch and it is not a toy, Steltzer said with her deep and firm voice. With a splish-splash, the soaked bird landed on her snout. It's a baby bird, she now said as softly as she could. Buddha rolled his eyes. It's a kookaburra, mate. They are birds you only find here in Australia and also in New Guinea. They eat fish, frogs, lizards and snakes. Yuck, Ajax said, shaking his head. Yum, Hoover said, licking his lips. Buddha started to yawn. He seemed to be bored with lecturing the dogs about Australian bird life. But looking closer, you could see that he enjoyed it. Yeah, mate. It is a bloody kookaburra. It's a baby, Steltzer said again her eyes crisscrossing, trying to focus on the kookaburra sitting on her snout. Steltzer was a very tall dog. Her legs were longer than the longest stilts, and because she was a Doberman dog of German origin, her name was Steltzer, the German word for stilts. She actually was not as stupid as Buddha liked to portray her. She was an old dog, and her life had taught her a lot of valuable lessons. She was smart and wise. She knew what was bad for her, and she knew what was good for others. She had a big heart for all creatures of the world. Do you have a name? Pirate. The kookaburra peeped, his eyes wandering from Hoover to Ajax and back to Buddha. Don't worry about them, pirate. They're my friends. 
they won't do you any harm. Ajax just loves to play. Hoover is always hungry and just eats anything that has flavour. But by now, they know that you are neither a toy nor a sandwich. Don't they? Ajax and Hoover nodded. And Buddha, not interested in birds. He's too busy telling us dogs how stupid we are. Am I right? Buddha did not even look up. He rolled his eyes and yawned once more. I am Pirate. Pirate said again, now more proudly. And you look like one too. Ajax and Hoover said at the same time. Pirate indeed did look like a pirate. All around his left eye, in a perfect circle, grew black feathers. At either end, there was a thick line of black that went all around his head. It looked as if he wore a black eye patch, like real pirates do. But I'm sure he's not as naughty as real pirates are. After all, he's still a baby. He can't fly yet. I'm not a baby. I'm the most dreaded pirate in the world. All of the creatures in the bush fear me. Watch out for me or I'll come and give you hiding until you beg for your life and I can fly. He flapped his soaked wings, splashing the water into Steltz's eyes. She instantly closed them and bit her tongue so she would not growl. Ajax, Hoover and Buddha burst out laughing. Steltza hates water. Ajax shouted. That's your first shower for years. It was about time. Hoover screamed. Why are your ears so big? Pirate asked and jumped onto the top of Steltz's head. They're her bed. She uses the left ear as her mattress and the right one as a blanket. No, they're her wings. Watch out, she'll fly away any minute. She might give you flying lessons. Pirate was jumping up and down on Steltz's head. You are funny. You make me laugh. Kookaburra's laughter sounds different to me, mate. Their laughing call is raucous and crazy. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're right. right. When kookaburras laugh, it sounds like a bunch of monkeys having fun. Why don't you laugh like a real kookaburra, mate? Pirate went quiet all of a sudden. He stopped jumping, his wings now hanging down from his tiny body as if they had become too heavy to ever spread again. I don't know. Where is your home? Steltzer asked, her eyes rolling, trying to catch a glimpse of Pirate sitting on top of her head. I don't know. How did you get here without flying? I... I don't know.
was Pirate the Barking Kookaburra. We will play a chapter in every episode for the whole year. Yeah, and if you can't wait that long, then check out our website, www.topdog.space. There you find a bit more information about that audiobook. You can find it online. You can download it with a little bit of money, of course. And But, you know, if you can hang out, stay with us for a whole year, because that really is a treat in every episode. Well, now, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our show. We are Top Dog Podcast. If you like, you can drop us a line at woofwoof at topdog.space. Not only if you like, if you like us, you should do that. and Leave a comment. <laughs> if you don't like us, then ignore us. <laughs> and if you don't like us, leave a comment. That will alert others that we are actually, uh, that we exist. But if you do like us, leave a comment as well. And if you like us, tune in next episode. But for now, bye-bye. Say hello to your dog from me. Yeah, and I say bye-bye too. Say hello to your, say, I love giraffes. Say hello to the giraffe in the zoo near you to me, from me. Bye-bye. <laughs>